us to pray our prophetic prayers for this week. We have three points to use as usual. And the first prayer we are going to be praying is what I called works. 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 We want to destroy satanic works. According to 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says, He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning, and for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So we are going to open our mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I go in the journey of this week, let every satanic works against my career, against my business, against my family, against my ministry be destroyed tonight. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Pray that prayer that tonight God will destroy every satanic works. Every finished work of the enemy against our career, against the journey of this week, we stand against it by the power and the blood of Jesus. Let every finished work of the enemy be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, destroy them, oh God, destroy them, oh God, by the power and the blood. In the name of Jesus, we stand against every finished work of the devil, against our career, Against the journey of this week, let it scatter by the fire of Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray for you that this week, every satanic works that has been finished against you, I command them to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. In this week, the Lord will fight for you in the mighty name of Jesus. In this week, satanic works will not prosper over your marriage. In the name of Jesus. Satanic works will not prosper over your business. In the name of Jesus. Satanic works will not prosper over your destiny. In the name of Jesus. Wherever the wicked are gathered together to perform any works over you, I scatter them by fire. In the name of Jesus. It is done. In Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. I want us to say amen three times. Amen. Amen. And amen. In Jesus' name. Let's go to the second prophetic prayers for this week. Please watch it. Because you will begin to see God working wonders. And working in a way that is beyond the understanding in this week. The second point we want to use to pray is what I call ways. Ways. We want to pray to God to open ways unto us in this week. According to Isaiah chapter 43 verse 16, the Bible says, Thus says the Lord who makes way in the sea. Look at that. The Lord, he has the power to make way even in the sea. And a path through the mighty waters. When we talk about waters, or see, we are talking about troubles. We are talking about afflictions. We are talking about challenges. But one thing that we know about God is that he is a way maker. is a miracle worker. So we are going to open our mouth and say, Father, as I go in the journey of this week, make way for me where there is no way. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Yes, begin to pray that prayer. That in this week, the Lord will make way for you. Where there is no way, make way for us. In the name of Jesus, make way for us. Ways out of every challenge. Ways out of every trouble. Ways out of every affliction. Lord, make way for us. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. I want you to cry unto the way maker. Uh, the, the Bible says in the book of John 14 verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come unto the Father except by me. He is the way. I want you to cry unto, you, unto him. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, in this week, be a way for me. Where there is no way, in the name of Jesus, Make a room for me where there is no room. Make a space for me where there is no space. In the name of Jesus. Lord, make way for us. Make way for us. Make way for us. Out of every trouble, out of every challenge. Lord, make way for us. In the name of Jesus. 
We refuse to be stuck in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, make way for us where there is no way. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray for you that in this week, the Lord will make way for you. In the name of Jesus. Out of every trouble, the, the Lord will make way for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Where there is no way, the Lord will be the way for you. In the name of Jesus. In this week, I pray that any power that may want to oppose you on your way to victory or on your way to manifestation of the glory of God, I command that God will destroy them. In the name of Jesus, it is done. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Still praying on the way. I want us to add this one to it. And that one can be found in, in the book of Psalm 32 verse 8. The Bible says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way. Look at that. There is always a way to go. And that's why no wonder the Bible says, there is a way that seemeth right unto all men, but the hand thereof is the way of death. That is Proverbs 16 verse 25 and Proverbs 14 verse 12. There is a way that seemeth right. I want you to know that for every decision you are going to make in this week, there is the right way and there is the wrong way. But I pray for you that in this week, you will go in the right way. In the name of Jesus, you will go in the right direction. In the name of Jesus, I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I go in the journey of this week, let me be guided in the right way. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to enter into mistakes. I refuse to enter into error. In the name of Jesus, guide me by your spirit. Guide me by your power. Let me be guided by your spirit in the right way in this week. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Begin to pray that in this week, the Lord will guide you. The Lord will guide you to go in the right way. That the Lord will guide you to go in the right direction. In the mighty name of Jesus, every spirit of error, every spirit of mistake will rebuke and will cast you out. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, mighty name we have prayed. I pray for you that in this week you will not enter into any error. In the name of Jesus, every power that may want to push you into error, into mistake, I rebuke them tonight. In the name of Jesus, I bind that power and I cast them out of your life. In the name of Jesus, in this week you will go in the right direction. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will guide you by His Spirit in the name of Jesus. I pray for that sister. You are about to sign your, uh, your home paperwork in this week. I pray that the Lord will settle that paperwork in the name of Jesus. Nothing will stop that process in the mighty name of Jesus. It is done and you shall testify in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now, I want us to go to, to, to the third prayer point or the third prophetic prayer point for this week. And that's what I called wonders. Wonders. And this week, I want you to know that God will do wonders without numbers in your life. In this week, in the name of Jesus. The book of Job chapter 9 verse 10. Job chapter 9 verse 10. The Bible says, He does great things. Past finding out. That is our God. He does great things. Past finding out. Yes. Wonders without number. That would be your portion in this week. In the name of Jesus. So you are going to open your mouth. And say, Father, as I go in the journey this week, let me experience wonders without numbers. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Lord, as we go in the journey this week, let each and every one of us enjoy wonders without number in our homes, wonders without number in our careers, wonders without number in our business and in our ministry, wonders without number in the name of Jesus. Let that be our portion in the journey of this week in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we proceed, let wonders without number be our portion in this week. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray that in this week, you will enjoy wonders with that number. In the name of Jesus, as you are thanking God for one, another one will spring forth. In the mighty name of Jesus, 
Let's add one more to that. And that can be found in Psalm 71 verse 7. Psalm 71 verse 7, the Bible says, I am as a wonder unto many. I prophesy to somebody in this week, the Lord will make you as a wonder unto many. In the name of Jesus. I am as a wonder unto many, but you are my strong refuge. And that's why I am as a wonder unto many. So you are going to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I go in the journey of this week, make me a wonder unto many. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Make me as a wonder. Turn me to wonder. Yes, turn me to wonder. Turn my name to wonder. In the name of Jesus. Lord, turn my case to a wonder case. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, open your mouth. Pray unto God. That in this week, God will use you to display his wonders. In the name of Jesus, Lord, use us to display your wonders. In the name of Jesus, Lord, make us as a wonder unto many. In our career, make us as a wonder unto many. In our business, make us as a wonder unto many. Even in our ministry, make us as a wonder unto many. In the name of Jesus, let great wonders Great wonders without numbers. Let it begin to spring forth in our life. Let it begin to spring forth in our ministry. Let it begin to spring forth in our business. In our career, let great wonders without many begin to spring forth. Without numbers, in the name of Jesus. Wonders without numbers. Let it begin to spring forth in every area of our life. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray for you that as you go in the journey of this week, the Lord will make you as wonders in your business. In the name of Jesus. I said the Lord will turn you to wonders. Even in your career. In the name of Jesus. Anywhere you go, people will see the wonderful, wonderful work of God in your life. In the name of Jesus. In fact, people will begin to call you wonder. Wonder sister. Wonder brother. That will be your new name. In the name of Jesus. You will no longer be a wanderer. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every spirit that causes you to wonder without having a direction for your life, I curse that spirit now in the name of Jesus. In this week, the Lord will give you a direction. And that direction will be, it will be a progressive one in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because of answered our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's say three amen to that. Amen, amen, and amen in Jesus' name. Very quickly, I want us to open our Bible to the book of John chapter 2. By the grace of God, we are going to be starting a new series from that book of John chapter 2. And as our usual custom, when we take a particular uh, chapter of the Bible, we go through it verses by verses until we complete the whole chapter and by the grace of God we are starting a new series uh, tonight so we are going to be looking into the book of John chapter 2 John chapter 2 I'm going to be reading from verse 1 to verse 11 but the point of emphasis will be verses 1 to 4 for tonight the Bible says, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And his mother said to the servant, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now, there were six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pot with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servant who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, Every man at the beginning set out the good wine. And when the guests were drunk, then the inferior. 
you have kept the good wine until now. Verse 11, this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Let somebody shout hallelujah. So tonight, by the grace of God, I will be exhorting us very briefly on what I have titled the significance of Christ's first miracle. The significance of Christ's first miracle. I want to believe that this is a study that we need to pay attention to because this was the first recorded miracle that Jesus Christ did during, during his earthly ministry. Although there are all kinds of uh, other records that are not in the Bible about some miracles that Jesus Christ did before he turned uh, the age of 30. But because it is not recorded in the Bible, we are not going to uh, refer to them. But according to scriptural reference that we just read, the Bible says, and this, this is John chapter 2 verse 11, and this beginning of signs or beginning of miracle Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. So this was the first recorded miracle. And because it's the first, it will do us a lot of good to study from it. Because I believe that if we can study and we understand the principle behind the first miracle, it will help us to have access to all the other miracles that Jesus Christ did. And the book of the book of uh, John chapter 2, John chapter 2, John chapter 2 I mean sorry, at chapter 2 verse 22 rather, at chapter 2, at chapter 2 verse 22, uh, the Bible says, "Ye men of Israel, hear this word, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourself also knows. Look at that. You know, one of the things that Jesus Christ, you know, did was signs, miracles, signs and wonders. And that is, you know, through the signs and wonders that he did, you know, God approved his ministry. Among the Jews and the Gentiles. No wonder in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And John chapter 3, there was a man that came to Jesus, his name, uh, his name was Nicodemus. The uh, Bible says, And there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a rulers of the Jew. And this man came to Jesus by night, that is verse 2, and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who come from God, for no one can do these miracles. Look at that. These miracles that you do, unless God is with him. Even the Pharisees, although in the public they deny the miracle of Jesus, but in the private, they knew that Jesus Christ performed miracles. And they knew that God was with him. For him to have done all those spectacular miracles, they knew that it was the heart of God. And in John chapter 20 verse 30, John chapter 20 verse 30, the Bible says, And truly, Jesus did many other signs or miracles in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. So, to, to, to let us know that this was not the only miracles that Jesus did. In fact, if by the time we get to verse 31 of that same John chapter 20, the Bible says, But these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So, I want us to know that Jesus is a miracle worker. And according to Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8, the Bible says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And I'm believing God that tonight is going to perform miracles in our life. In the name of Jesus. And that's why we, we, we know when we are praying for the prophetic prayer for the week, we, you know, one of the prayers we pray was for wonders. Wonders. And as a matter of fact, from, John, from Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, you know, one of the names 
of God was wonderful God. His name is Wonderful God. And that was why when Jesus Christ also came to this world, he was performing signs and wonders. And tonight, he will perform signs and wonders in your life. In the name of Jesus. Now, as we look at this passage, there are things, there are lessons that we are going to, you know, we are going to learn. And one of the lessons is this. Well, I'm going to mention them and then we, I will go to the other point and then we will we'll go and pray. The point of the miracle. The first lesson we learn is about the point. I'm going to use letter P, and then I will run through, and then I will give us the other point. The point of the miracle. We saw that the point of this miracle was to turn water to wine. And this is a miracle of mercy. Whereas in Exodus chapter 7, Exodus chapter 7, verse 17, verse 20, and verse 21, we saw how God turned the water in Egypt to blood. And that was a miracle of judgment. So there are at least two types of miracles, the miracle of mercy and the miracle of judgment. But the point of this miracle was the miracle of mercy. Then the second thing I want us to see from this passage is the preparation for the miracle. The preparation for the miracle. What was the preparation for the miracle? Jesus Christ instructed the servant, he said, fill the water pot with water to the brim. And they did exactly that. And that was the preparation for the miracle. Then we also see his power to work miracle. We saw the power of Christ to work miracle. How, how, did, they, how, how, how did we know that the power of Christ was at work to work miracle? Immediately, they tasted the water. It was turned to wine. It was turned to wine. I want to pray for somebody tonight that God will do a creative miracle in your life. In the name of Jesus. I said God will do a creative miracle in your life. In the name of Jesus. Tonight, if there are people that are SS, God will convert their blood, their blood type to AA. In the name of Jesus. As I'm talking right now, creative miracles of God is already taking place. It's already taking place. So we see his power to work the miracle. Then the fourth thing that we see is we, we see the performance of the miracle. The performance of the miracle. I, I, you know, as we look at the passage, the way Jesus Christ performed the miracle, Jesus Christ did not even touch anything. He did not touch anything. And you know, he, did, he didn't touch anything. He just spoke. He only gave instruction. But one thing about the instruction that Jesus Christ gives is that the instruction that Jesus Christ gives always comes with power that backs it up. It always comes with power that backs it up. And that's why anytime God instructs us to do anything, please don't let us disobey. And don't let us disobey. So we see the performance of the miracle. That it, One, we see that the performance of the miracle was without pride. It was without pretense. It was without prolonged prayers. It was without parade. It was without perspiration. Jesus Christ was not sweating, you know, before he performed the miracle. And it was without pushiness. Then number five, we see the patterns of performing of this miracle. What was the pattern? You know, Jesus Christ just gave instruction. And when the instruction was followed, miracle happened. We are going to see the details as we, you know, go along with this study. Then we also see the persuasiveness of this miracle. The Bible says in John chapter 2, verse 11, the Bible says, after just performed the miracle, the Bible says that his disciples believed in him. And said, wow, what a miracle. Because it was in their face. Everybody saw it. It wasn't that just Christ covered the water pot or asked them to take it into one special room. No, it was in the day broad light. Everybody saw it. So we see how the miracle was so persuasive to the point that the disciple of Jesus believed in him. Now, there are three points I want to, I want to uh, uh, talk about and then we'll go and pray. Because as we look at this passage, you know, this is a passage of scripture that creates some controversies. It creates some controversy because of three points. And that will be the point of our discussion tonight. Three points. Because of one... Wedding was mentioned in this passage. Wedding. Because some people will be asking and say, why is it that the first miracle that Jesus Christ did, he did it at a wedding party? Wedding. Then the second thing that, we, that creates some kind of argument or controversy is another thing that was mentioned in this passage, which was wine. 
Why? Especially for people that drink. They can argue with you to the last point and tell you, know what? Jesus Christ converted water to wine. So how are you telling me that I should not drink again? So we see that being mentioned in this passage. And then we also see women or women being mentioned. Women being mentioned. Because, we, you know, by the time we get to John chapter 2 verse 4, the Bible says Jesus called his mother woman. You know, when his mother told him and said, Jesus, they don't have any more wine. And verse 4, and Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Do you know some people, when they read that verse, they may think that Jesus Christ was disrespectful to his mother. But it, it, it wasn't so. And these are things we want to consider. Now, let's go to the first one. The, the, the presence of Jesus at the wedding. The wedding. The wedding. The book of John chapter 2, I want to read from verse 1 again. The Bible says, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. I want us to know that when it comes to wedding, this wedding took place at Cana of Galilee. And for Jesus to have been invited, it means the, 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 the celebrant must have been one of the friends of Jesus. I believe the person must be related to Jesus in one way or the other. And I want to tell us this, that we also need to invite Jesus into our marriage. If our marriage will be sweet, if our marriage will be heaven on earth, we need to invite him into our wedding. So Jesus Christ was present at that wedding. But why did Jesus Christ come to that wedding? Why was Jesus Christ found at a party, at a wedding party? Why? One, one of the reasons why Christ came there was to show to his disciples that he approved of wedding or he approved of marriage. Because some people may think, oh, because if you are a Christian, you are not supposed to get married. You are supposed to stay, stay single until when you die so that you can make it to heaven. No, Christ was there to show his approval for marriage. To show his approval for marriage because according to Matthew 22 verse 30, in heaven... After we get to heaven, there won't be any marriage again. Marriage is only on this, on this side of the world. By the time we die and we get to heaven, the Bible says we shall be like the angels, according to Matthew 22, verse 30. And Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, the Bible says, Marriage is honorable in her, and the bed undefiled, but warmongers and adulterers, God will judge. God will judge. So, so for Jesus to be present at that wedding, it showed that he approved the wedding. Then the second reason why Christ was there was to let us know that there is another marriage that will take place when we get to heaven. There is another marriage that will take place according to Revelation chapter 19 from verse 7 to 9. The Bible says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. And we are the bridegroom. I mean, we are, we are the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. And that was why when Christ was on earth, he did not get married to any woman. Because he wanted to be married to the church. And there is a wedding that will take place in heaven. In fact, in verse 9, the Bible says, that's Revelation 19 verse 9. The Bible says, then, said, then he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true saints of God. I pray that we shall not miss this marriage supper of the Lamb in the name of Jesus Christ. And let me tell us this: only those that make it to the you know that make it with the first rapture, the, the first rapture that will take place, they are the ones that will partake in the marriage supper of the Lamb. And that is when the Bible says we are going to spend seven years in heaven. But because of the elect, that is, because of those people that will still remain, that will have missed the first rapture, the, the, the numbers of years will be shortened to three and a half years. But one thing that I want us to know is this. There is a marriage supper of the Lamb that will take place in heaven. And I'm praying that none of us will miss it in Jesus' name. Now, let's go to the second point. The second point which I mentioned that creates some controversy about this passage is wine. Wine was mentioned there. Wine, wine was mentioned there. The Bible says in John chapter 2 verse 3, And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. They have no wine. 
No, for the mother of Jesus Christ to have come to Jesus, it means she's so consigned for the wedding or for the couples. She's so consigned. Nobody approached Jesus but the mother of Jesus. And thank God for Mary and praying for each and every one of us that God will give us our Mary. The Mary in our life, in our career, in our ministry that will show consign for us on the day when the enemy want to, what, want to put us to shame. Do know that if not for Mary, only God knows what will have happened during, during the time of the wedding. But thank God for, for a woman like Mary. And I'm praying that none of us will lack that kind of woman in our life in the name of Jesus. So, so, so wine was being mentioned. Wine was being mentioned. Now, there's, there, there is something I want to make clear to us. You know, this wedding took place in Canaan of Galilee. And this was in the land of Israel. As at that time, that wine that was mentioned was the fruit of the vine. It is the fruit of the vine. They call it the fruit of the vine. Just like the juice that we drink today. Now, according to Isaiah 65 verse 8, the Bible says, Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and one said, Do not destroy it, for a blessing is in it, so will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. So that wine is, is a new wine. So this, this is the first extract of juice from fruit vine before it gets fermented. And that's why it is called the fruit of the vine. According to Matthew 26, verse 29, you know, Jesus Christ, when he was at the upper room with the disciples, you know, he said to them that he will not drink of the fruit of the vine. That's it. And that fruit of the vine is also referred to as wine. He said, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I will drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Because in the kingdom of God in heaven, there won't be any alcoholic drinks. I want us to know that, whether 2% or 1%, there won't be any alcoholic drinks. So we have to bear that in mind. And that, ma- that wine that was mentioned is just the fruit of the vine. Because some people like to twist the scripture. According to First Peter, I mean, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible said there are some people that, 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 that always want to twist scripture to their own destruction. So the wine being mentioned there is the fruit of the vine. And that's why in, in, in Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 17 to 18, the Bible said, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And look at verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine. That is talking about alcoholic drinks. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation or confusion, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. We are supposed to be filled with the Spirit of God, not with wine. So the reason why the Bible, you know, Paul compare, you know, being drunk with wine with that of Holy Spirit is when people get drunk with alcoholic drinks, they lose their mind and, you know, the wine begins to control them. And that is how we can also be controlled when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And the book of Isaiah chapter 5 verse 11, the Bible says, Woe to those who rise early in the morning that they may follow intoxicating drink, who continue until night till the wine inflames them. That is some, that's how some people do. They, 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 they drink wine. They will even tell you that, no, you know, the Bible doesn't say we should not drink wine. They will tell you that they are just a social drinker. They will tell you that if they only drink 2% alcohol, any wine with 2% or 1%, they will tell you that is the only thing they drink. They don't drink, you know, full 100% of alcohol. You know, <laughs> any, of such, any of such kind of drinks, the Bible condemns it. The Bible condemns it. I pray God will give us understanding in Jesus' name. And then the last point that was mentioned before we go and pray was woman. Woman was mentioned there. You know, in, in verse 4 of John chapter 2, the Bible says, And Jesus said to her, that is to her mother, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Now, why did the mother of Jesus approach Jesus? As at that time, Jesus Christ just turned the age of 30. And officially, he's supposed to start his ministry at the age of 30. And that was why his mother approached him. I said, Jesus, this is your time to show yourself. This is the time for you to start, you know, performing miracles because I know that God has given you the power because you were born of the Holy Ghost. And this is the time for you to start your ministry. This is the time for you to start performing miracles so that people can believe in you. And that was why the mother of Jesus approached him. 
And look at what Jesus told her mother. He said, woman, what have I to do with you? My time has not yet come. Now, if some people read that scripture, they may start saying, okay, I had the license to talk to my mother anyhow. I had the license to talk to any woman anyhow. And that's not, that's not, that is not what the scripture meant. As at that time, when you address somebody as woman, it's like you are calling somebody, uh, excuse me, ma, this is not my time. It's like you are showing respect to them. It's like you are showing respect to them. For example, in Matthew, Matthew 15, Matthew 15, verse 28, when the Canaanite woman came to Jesus and she expressed her faith in Jesus, you know, in verse 28, Jesus Christ said, said unto her, Oh woman, great is your faith. Look at that. Jesus Christ called her, Oh woman. Now, how will Christ, you know, show disrespect to somebody that just, you know, show great faith in him? So he just said, Oh woman, because that is how they address women in a respectful way during that time. And in, in Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, verse 13, I mean, Luke chapter 13, rather. Luke chapter 13, if you read from verse 11 to 12, when Jesus Christ met with a woman in the temple who was bent over. Look at, look at, look at verse 11. The Bible says, and, and behold, there was a woman who had the spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way, and could in no way raise herself up. Look at verse 12. But when Jesus saw her, he called to him and said to her, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. Look at that. He called that woman, woman. It's just like you are saying, excuse me, man, you are loose from your infirmity. So it, that was the way they show respect to people during that time. And also in John chapter 4, when Christ was talking to the woman he met at the well of, uh, the Samar the well of Jacob, the, the Samaritan woman, uh, verse 21. Look at, look at how Jesus addressed her again. And Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming. When you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Look at that. So that was the way, that was the general way and the respectful way they approach or they speak to women. So Christ was not being disrespectful to his mom. It was just the general way of showing respect. I want us to go and pray. I want us to go and pray. We have so many prayer points to pray. And, and uh, uh, the first prayer point we are going to pray is this, especially for those of us who are married, we are going to invite Christ into our marriage. No, the reason why many marriages are running out of wine is because Christ is not in the marriage. Christ is not in the marriage. And when, if Christ is not in the marriage, the marriage may run out of wine. So we are going to cry unto God and say, Father, tonight, let Christ come into my marriage. Christ, I'm inviting you into my marriage. Come and be the cheerleader. Come and be the governor of the marriage. Shall we begin to pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, tonight we want you in our marriage. Jesus Christ, we want you in our marriage. Come and be the master of the wedding. In the name of Jesus, come and be the master of our marriage. In the name of Jesus, Malikapa. I want us to pray. Let's cry unto God. Let's cry unto God that tonight Christ will come into our marriage. And if there's any power, if there's any power that has taken over our marriage, I want us to pray that tonight Jesus Christ will take over from every demonic power that Jesus Christ will take over from every powers of our soul wickedness that Jesus Christ will take over our marriage that Jesus Christ will take over our homes in the name of Jesus Lord Jesus come and take over come and take charge come and be in charge of our marriage in the mighty name of Jesus we invite you into our home we invite you into our marriage come and take over come and have your way in the name of Jesus, Jesus, have your way, 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 have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, take over, have your way. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to pray. We are going to cry unto God against every spiritual robbers. You know that one of the reasons why the wine could have finished on time was because there were some uninvited guests that showed up. Maybe the planner of the wedding say, okay, we are expecting 100 people. And uninvited guests that showed up, they were 200. <laughs> so, so there wasn't enough wine to go around. And they showed up in order to put the bridegroom to shame. I want us to pray. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every stranger, 
that have entered into my marriage, every stranger that have entered into my home, tonight let them be evacuated by fire. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth, Father, in the name of Jesus. Every stranger in our home, every stranger in our marriage, tonight we pray, let them be evacuated by fire, remove them by fire, remove them by fire. I want us to pray that prayer, pray that prayer, that tonight God will remove them. Yes, tonight God will evacuate them in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them be removed, let them be removed, let them be removed, let them be removed, evacuate them by fire. Eliaka Pakuda Basim for Judea. Every stranger that have entered into our marriage, that have entered into our life, that have entered into our homes to cause reproach. Tonight, let them be removed. Let them be removed. In the name of Jesus, remove them by fire. Remove them by fire. Remove them by fire. Remove them by fire. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every power assigned to make my marriage to fail. I want us to pray this prayer. I want us to know that there are so many, many marriages that are ending up in divorce these days. You know, they, not, not that the couples are not uh, the will of God. They were the will of God, but the enemy came and sowed tasks in between them. The enemy came and sowed tasks in, in between them, and that caused the separation. So we are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every power that has been assigned to cause my marriage to fail, you are a liar. Be destroyed tonight by the fire of Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Pray that prayer, pray that prayer. Malika pa. Every power that has been assigned to cause our marriage to fail. You are a liar. We come against you. Be destroyed by the fire of Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Rebuke that power. Rebuke that spirit. As all wickedness have been assigned to cause our marriage to fail. We come against you. We bind and we cast you out. Be destroyed by the fire of Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, let your fire destroy them. Let your fire destroy them. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to pray. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let there be restorations of the wine that has run out of our marriage. Let that be what? Let that be restoration. Because according to the custom of the Jews, Anytime wine runs out of a wedding, it, it is as good as a reproach has just happened. It is as good as, you know, a, a shameful thing has just happened. And people in that community, they will talk about it for life. They will talk about it for life. I want us to pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let there be a total restoration of wine. That has run out of my marriage. In the name of Jesus, restore the wine. Restore the wine. Restore the wine. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Lord, tonight, restore the wine. The wine that has run out of my marriage. Let it be restored. Let it be restored. By your power. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Restore the wine. Restore the wine. Restore the wine. In the name of Jesus. The wine that has run out of our marriage. The wine, the wine of joy. The wine of love. The the wine of understanding that has run out of our marriage, Father, tonight let it be restored. In the name of Jesus, Malika Pasedekapolia, let that wine be restored. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to pray. The Bible says, Jesus performed a miracle of mercy. He converted water to wine. I want us to pray. We are going to we want to pray uh, the prayer of conversion. The prayer of conversion or the prayer of turning, turning water to wine, turning water to wine. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, tonight, turn my sorrow to joy. I don't know what you are going through right now, but you can, God can turn it around. Maybe you are going through trouble. God can turn your trouble to a testimony. Maybe you are going through some, some damaging issues in your marriage or some damaging issue. In your career, God can turn it to something that will develop you. I want us to open our mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
by your creative miracle power. Let my sorrow be turned to joy. Let my sadness be turned to laughter. Let my trouble be turned to testimony. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Malikapa. Eliakapa. Kudaba. Sidikapa. Tonight, oh God, because you turn water to wine. Lord, turn all our sorrow to joy. In the name of Jesus. Whatever is making us to weep. Whatever is making us to cry, whatever is bringing sorrow and sadness into our heart, Father, tonight turn it to joy in the name of Jesus. Let there be a turning. Let there be a turning point. 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 Let there be a turning point from trouble to testimony in the name of Jesus. Let there be a turning point, O God, from challenges to 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 being a champion in the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be a turning point. Malikapa. Lord, turn all our troubles to testimonies. In the name of Jesus, by your power, let every weeping be turned to laughter tonight. In the name of Jesus, let every sickness be turned to hate. In the name of Jesus, by your power, Lord, do a creative miracle, even in our blood system. Whatever blood, all the blood that have been polluted or that have been defied by sicknesses or by disease. Tonight, oh God, we pray let there be a turning point in the name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we have prayed in Jesus mighty name we have prayed I pray for you tonight that God will turn all your sorrow to joy in the name of Jesus we are going to open your mouth I want us to pray we are going to crown to God and say father in the name of Jesus every power Turning my joy to sorrow. I want us to pray that prayer. Because there are some power, what they specialize on is to turn joy to sorrow. When they see anything good, they turn it to evil. When they see anything peaceful, they turn it to a chaos. I want us to open our mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every power turning my joy to sorrow. Every power that have been assigned to be turning my peace into chaos. Tonight, let them be arrested and be destroyed. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Malikapa. Eliakapa. Kudabasidia. Every power that have been that have been assigned to be turning our abundance to lack. Tonight we come against you. Be destroyed. In the name of Jesus. Be arrested and be destroyed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Pray that prayer. Masuda Ligaba. Eliakapa Kudabasidikapa. Every power have been assigned to be turning our joy to sorrow. To be turning our laughter into sadness. Tonight we come against you. We command you to be arrested and to be destroyed. By the fire of Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. I want you to open your mouth. You are going to cry unto God. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let my water be turned to wine. What's the meaning of that prayer? The meaning of that prayer means God will turn anything that is that looks like something that doesn't really carry value. Water is a common commodity. You know, water is something, you know, is something that is available anyway. Water is accessible to almost every woman beyond earth. But look at what God did. He turned something that is so common to something uncommon. Something that, you know, that has less value to something more valuable. I want you to know that God can turn that your job. You know, you may be seeing it like something little, something invaluable. God can turn it to a multi-billion company. God can turn your life around. And you will become valuable to your organization. Maybe the company you work for. Maybe you thought they will sack you. They will fire you. But God can turn you to, a, to one of the key men. To one of the key, key decision makers in your business or in your career. I want us to pray unto God. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Turn my water to wine. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. In my career, turn my water to wine. In the name of Jesus, 
in my business, turn my water to wine. I want you to pray that prayer. Let that sister pray that prayer. Masuda Ailika Sidikapa. Because your business is about to boom. Yes, God is about to expand the territory of your business. God is about to expand the territory of your business. I want you to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, turn my water into wine. In the name of Jesus, in my marriage, turn my water into wine. Maleke Posudia. In my ministry, oh God, turn my water into wine. In the name of Jesus, in our homes, Father, turn our water into wine. In the mighty name of Jesus, Eli Kepe, Elia Kapasudikapolia, Lord Jesus, turn our water into wine. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to pray. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every power that has been assigned to work against my children, tonight, let your fire destroy them. I want us to know that that wedding, thank God, Jesus Christ was there because it, that, that wedding could have been dissolved and there won't be any joy or there won't be any children that will be produced through that wedding. No, the reason why many, many weddings are running out of wine is because there is no children. There is no children. In fact, do you know the reason why many, many couples, I'm talking about Christian couples, the reason why many of them turn to, you know, to eventually have two women in their life is because of childlessness in their, in their marriage. Childless them. In fact, some some wife will even tell their husband and say, and say, you know what? You know, you can even, you know, we, we, I don't mind if you go out. I don't mind. But I just want us to have a kid. Because of childlessness. I want us to open our mouth. We are going to cry unto God for every wedding or for every marriage without a child. I want us to cry unto God that God we bring the joy of children into their home. That every marriage without a child. I want us to open our mouth. Because that is one of the what that is one of the things that can make wine to run out when there is no child in a wedding or sorry in a marriage. I want us to pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, for those who don't have children in their marriage, Lord, tonight answer them. And if there's any power. That have been assigned to attack the children of their marriage. So that their, their marriage will not result into giving back to children. I want us to pray that tonight God will destroy those powers. In the name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Let's open our mouth. Let's open our mouth. Let's open our mouth. If you are still single. I want you to pray that prayer with every energy you've got. That every power that said that you will not have your children. In a legal way. In a legitimate way. I want you to come against that power. And, and, and command the fire of God to destroy that power in the name of Jesus. We pray for, 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 all, for all the marriages without children. Father, tonight, let, let there be a joy of children in their home. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, restore the joy of children into that home. In the name of Jesus, tonight, answer them, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to open our mouths. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every, every contrary wind blowing against my home, blowing against my career, blowing against my ministry, blowing against my family, let that contrary wind be ceased right now. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth, pray that prayer. That tonight every contrary wind will stop. In the name of Jesus, we command every contrary wind to stop. In the name of Jesus, every contrary wind blowing against our home to cause storms in our marriage. We come against you. In the name of Jesus, we command you to stop now. In the name of Jesus, let there be peace. In our homes, let there be peace. In our marriages, let there be peace. In the name of Jesus, let there be peace. Let there be peace. Command the peace of God to begin to reign. In our homes and in our marriages. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's just add two more prayer points and then we'll round up. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, the wicked 
powers of my household. Listen to me carefully. The wicked power of my household that have been assigned against my marriage. Let that power be disgraced and be destroyed tonight. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. The wicked power of my household have been assigned to make to make things to be difficult in my marriage. The wicked power of my household have been assigned to affect my marriage. Father, tonight, let that power be destroyed. Let that power be disgraced and be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. The wicked power of my household that have been assigned against my marriage. You are a liar. Be disgraced and be destroyed tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And finally, I want us to pray this prayer because the wine talks about the Holy Spirit. So we are going to pray unto God and say, Father, tonight, let my cup be filled with new wine. Because wine is talking about the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill my cup with new wine. In the name of Jesus, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Father, tonight, oh God, we pray that you will fill our wine with new, you will fill our cup with new wine. In the name of Jesus, let's pray that prayer. Lord Jesus, tonight, fill our cup with new wine. In Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. This is all with my blood. The fragrance of my worship rose up to the Father. Noises, thunders, earthquakes were the response to my worship. The fragrance of my worship rose up to the Father. Noises, thunders, lightnings were the response to my worship. The fragrance of my worship rose up to the Father. Noises, thunders, earthquakes were the response to my worship. Release of 
upon the earth. Aha! This is I win, win, win. This is I win. The smoke of my worship. Breathe.